and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Today I'm going to be chatting about the end of the financial year. And obviously at the end of the financial year we get lots of things in the newspapers telling us about um, what happened in the last financial year, what sectors were really hot and where you should be investing your money and what the returns were, and a whole range of fundamental information and data. And today I just really wanted to talk a bit about you know, making sure that we are getting the right information and that we are understanding what we're actually seeing in the newspaper and, and on the TV, radio, whatever else, or wherever we're getting our financial information from. But because there is a lot of information coming out, we just want to make sure what we're getting is the right stuff for us or what it's really core information that we really need to, to know. With the information, you've got to look at whether they're talking about the ASX um, or the All Orders Index, which is the top 500 shares. Are they talking about the top 300 shares? Or are they talking about the benchmark index, which is called the XJO or the ASX 200? So firstly, have a look at that and say, well, what are they really talking about? And then start breaking it down from here. Because what we're looking at here at the moment is the ASX index, uh, the All Orders Index or the top 500 rose just over 20% and so did the ASX top 200 because pretty much they're the top 200 shares run the whole index. And, and what I'm getting at here is mainly the top 50 index stocks actually run the index anyway. So you're getting mainly the big stocks that are affecting it because our market's not hugely diversified. Or uh, What I mean by that is there's a lot of the sectors are run by one company or one, one company is the sector or the returns for that sector. Um, for an example of that is Telstra. Now Telstra obviously is IT, and that's what they're talking about with Telstra. Now, Telstra does take up a very, very big chunk of the sector. In fact, in the top 200 shares, if you look at it, Telstra is so big, it takes up 61.07% of the telecommunications index. Therefore, when you're looking at a chart of Telstra, you can almost have a mirror image of that actual sector. So really, when you're looking at the telecommunications sector, Telstra's one driving it because it is so big. Another big stock like that is CPU for the uh, information technology sector. Now, if you read in the local newspaper uh, or the Financial Review today on Monday, uh, what you'll actually see is the best sectors that actually grew over the past year. And, and sorry for the paper shuffling, but I'm actually reading the paper here. So what you're looking at there, they're saying the best sectors that grew over the last financial year is the top sector was information technology, which is 35.05. Now, information te technology, that sector is actually run by CPU, same as what Telstra does with IT. So you're also looking at industrials with 34%, utilities with 32%, consumer staples 29.9%. And telecom came in there at 29.6%. So we're looking at Telstra was the top, the fifth highest performing sector for last year. And really that was just Telstra because Telstra rose about 30% during the year. So it was the sector was just reflecting what Telstra is. Then we got healthcare at 28%, um, materials at 24%, consumer discretion at 24%, financials, which are your bank and your insurance companies at 19 Now in financials, you're tying the top four banks to make up about 50% of the financial index. So those big four like your Commonwealth Bank, your Westpac, your NABs, your ANZ, that's around about 50% of the financials index. Um, you're looking at BHP as a huge chunk of the material sector is 43% of that actual sector. So again, we're looking at a very, very large percentage of that sector is with one company. So when you're looking at top-down analysis, it's great to have a look at it. And then obviously coming down from the big picture from the All Orders Index, breaking it down and finding out which sectors are best for you to put your money in, whether it's banking and financials or whether it's materials or whether it's information technology. But you really need to do to bring it right down to that stock level and not just say, oh, well, I'll just invest in anything in the IT sector or anything in the material sector and, and start putting your money in there. You've got to be careful because, as I said, the Australian market, 
we don't have three dozen stocks as big as the four banks in that financial sector because to diversify that sector enough, and this is where we're looking at the banks are all sort of somewhere between 10 to 13% of the financial sector reach. So when you add all four of them together, they're half of that sector. So, uh, But if we had another four or five banks instead of the four pillars, if we had, say, 10 banks that took up large weightings within that sector, we're diversifying across it. Whereas, as I said, so what we need to look at is not just look at the sector itself that's performing, but the individual stocks within that sector that are performing. Probably another thing I want to talk about today before I finish up with, uh, with yourselves is really talking about as far as overseas investment. If we look at the overseas investment, what I'm finding now is there's a trend because the financial planning industry is getting nervous about our market. They're saying, well, you know, hang on, there is still some really good fundamentals in it, but, you know, that's still a bit iffy and they could change. So what do you do with your money? And I'm finding a lot of financial planners now are starting to recommend people to invest overseas. If you look at the top performing share markets, the Australian share market came in just after the ones in Asia. So we're looking at, if I grab my piece of paper again, we're looking at China, obviously, was the big performer, uh, and it rising over 170%. But then you've got Shanghai, the DAX in Germany, um, India, South Korea, Hong Kong. And finally, Australia came in at 23% on the ASX 200. So um, of that, we're number seventh in the highest of the indexes moving. And we're above France. The Dow Jones, NASDAQ, and the S&P 500, all the American index came below us. New Zealand, Japan, Europe, the FTSE. Um, and Tokyo all below us. So we've got a very, very good performing um, share market. And what the what I'm going to get at is that the Australian dollar has been rising very strongly against other currencies, so specifically against the, the US currency. So in the last 12 months, you've seen the Australian share market, or the, sorry, in the last 12 months, we've seen the dollar rise quite significantly against the, the American. It's risen about 14.34%. And our markets actually outperform the American market. So what a lot of financial planners are saying is, well, diversify, take your overweighted in Australian shares. So move some of your money out of the Australian shares and let's put it in overseas money. And so a lot of the overseas share market money is going into places like America. So into American funds. Now, I don't know about you, but the American markets have made less than us and then it's cost us more in the exchange rate, 14% more in the exchange rate. So when you couple the, the return you get, the less return you're getting with the exchange rate risk that you're getting, it doesn't make a very good investment for us. So what we're finding is that anybody in overseas investments, in the, especially in the US market, is that their return for the last 12 months has been very, very terrible. Um, but I don't also know about you, but I mean, as far as investing in places like China, even though that was the best performing share market, I don't think I trust the Chinese government because they could do anything at any time, uh, as we've known in the past. So you got to look at the market you're investing in. Yes, I'd be happy to invest in the, the UK market or the uh, uh, the DAX in in Germany and some and the, those some of the European markets because they're very very stable. They've got very stable governments just like ours. But in you got to look at that exchange rate and say, well, is that working for me or against me? Um, and that's really important. So diversification doesn't mean diversifying into the same asset class like shares. So to me, diversifying from Australia into the US share market or to the to the UK share market or to the DAX um, is not diversification. It really isn't. What you need to be doing is diversifying into another asset class like cash or property. So that will actually reduce your risk. But at the moment, cash is not a very good uh, investment vehicle given that not, we're not getting high returns out of that. So to me, you're better off staying where you know, and that's right here in Australia. So hopefully this has been informative for you, um, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Take care. This is Dale Gellum, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and this is Talking Wealth. Mm-hmm.